Hello, hi, listeners of the Vast Alliance Prophetic Spiritual Warfare Channel. A very good morning, good afternoon, or good evening to you wherever you are listening. And it does feel like ages since we have connected. It has been about three to four months since our last episode. Over the last months, there have been many things happening. And the leading of God has been so strong in our lives and our circumstances, even when these changes are happening. So you have a strong sense of how God is in control. And in fact, God is creating some of these changes himself and the shaking. And of course, during this time of transition, the devil gets in and he tries to mess things up or to throw unwanted ingredients into the mix so as to confuse and to delay. But ultimately, the purposes of God cannot be stopped. The purposes of what God wants to do in your life cannot be stopped by Satan. And I believe that this is a good day for recording an episode. I have been reflecting over the lessons that God teach me over the last three to four months. And in fact, I had prepared the notes for today's episode a few days ago. And one of the wires for the microphone just arrived. And I feel like this is the signal from God that yes, He wants us to record the episode now and to share it with our listeners. I have missed you so much, my loyal listeners, and I really am appreciative of your love and your support that you stayed with me even though we were quiet for a while. And you know the amazing thing that I discovered through this period of quietness? I realize and I believe that the growth for this podcast is not based on social media or marketing or the usual way where we grow our channels. I realize that this podcast ministry grows when I pray. And when I was praying for you guys, the listeners, I found that in those times when we did not have any new episodes, There were new listeners that still discovered our channel and find helpful things in our channel that they like to listen to. So I'm so encouraged by you and I love your letters. I love the emails that you write to me to share with me your thoughts on the episodes or to share with me uh, some of your own related experiences as well. So keep them coming. I have good stuff for you today. I have uh, strong messages from God. Lessons. So let's jump right into it. And today we have somewhat of a controversial title. The Courage to Give Up. So you know in our modern life and society, most of the time, It's always the opposite, right? We'll say that um, you must persevere, you must continue on, and one day you'll see breakthrough and you'll see how that thing prospers for you or get to a good state for you. But I do want to address this because I think that it's very important 
especially for those of us who may not be perfect Christians from the time when we were born until our current state. So if you have been a non-Christian in the past and you were used to living your own life or you come from a family that's not Christians for many generations and they may have done something that is not pleasing to God or even if you were a Christian but you had not been living your life with 100% commitment to God vicariously throughout your life then I think you do need to listen to this message because it may help you. Now if you look at the history of the Israelites, there were many things that they did that pleased and displeased God in their journey. I will just name and highlight some of these incidents. For example, in Exodus 32 verse 8, the Israelites made and worshipped the golden calf at Horeb while Moses was receiving the law of God. And in Numbers 11 verse 1, the people complained because of the adversity that they faced. And in Psalms 78 verse 30, the Israelites were not happy with the manner that God provided for them miraculously and they wanted to eat meat. And so they roused God's anger when they grumbled and complained because they wanted to eat meat instead of manna. In Numbers 13 verse 32, when God sent out the 12 spies to look at the promised land, 10 of them also came back with a negative report that showed they did not trust that God would bring them into the promised land. In Numbers 16, the Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron and challenged their leadership. And in Numbers 25 verse 1, the Israelites committed harlotry with the pagan women of Moab and worship their pagan god. And God's wrath inflicted a plague on Israel that killed 24,000 Israelites. And in Joshua 7, the Israelites disobeyed God's command not to take any accursed items from Jericho. And when Achan disobeyed, God's wrath fell on the nation. Even in King David's time in 1 Chronicles 27, when the Israelites took a census of Israel's fighting men, when they were not supposed to because they trusted in themselves and their numbers instead of God, God's wrath came upon the nation. In 2 Chronicles 12 verse 7, when the nation of Israel forgot about God's commandment, God allowed the Egyptian army to come against Israel and capture Judah's fortified city and come to Jerusalem. And in Deuteronomy 29 verse 25, when the Israelites forgot about the covenant that God has established with them, the anger of God was roused against this land 
to bring on it every curse that is written in the book. And in Second Chronicles eighteen verse twenty-eight, when King Jehoshaphat of Judah went against God and allied himself with the wicked King Ahab in the war against Syria, God's wrath was upon him. So I've just shown you many examples of the Israelites. Looks like times when they angered God, but the point is not to say how badly they behave. The point is to show you that the Israelites are really like you and I. Over the course of our lives, we may profess ourselves to be Christians. We may even think that we are Christians. But we have not really examined ourselves to see what kind of Christians we are. Are we carnal Christians that live by carnality, doing the things that we want, and having very little regard for God? Sometimes we may even believe ourselves to be good, decent people. We try to do less evil than other people, but predominantly. We are very much part of the world. We behave and we think like them. We are competitive. We do gossip. We do grumble, and we do think and assess things logically on our own without consulting God. And we think that we are smart, we are intelligent, and we are able to live life independently of God. And I want to tell you one very important truth: that it may not appear as sin in your eyes, but if you are a Christian and you live your life independently of God because you can manage yourself well, I am telling you that it is a sin in God's eyes. It is a sin because we are the people of God. We are the remnant of God. We are not supposed to live independently. And I do not want to blame you because it's very easy for us because we are all high-functioning adults, and we think we know how to live our lives well, and that is not wrong. But I'm telling you that God doesn't like that. God doesn't want you to live your life independently of Him. And many times, when the Israelites make their own decision, based on what they see other nations are doing, based on what they think is the most logical solution in their circumstances, God is angry with them because they did not involve God in their choosing, their decision, their life choices, their occupation, the school that they go to, the city that they live in, the person that they marry. You can live life independently if you are a human, but if you are the born again child of God and you're serious about God and you're the remnant, and you are the royal priesthood of God, you cannot live your life independently. So when I talk about the courage to give up, it is to give up on those choices that you may have made. While you were a non-Christian, while you were still a carnal Christian, those decisions and choices that you may have made on your own, 
it's the direction that your life has taken. And I'm pointing this out to you because you may not realize it as I did not realize it. I did not know that it is a sin to live my life independently of God, to make my own decisions without consulting God and then expecting God to bless my decision. And sometimes God still blesses us because He loves us like a father. But when we do that every time, we cannot expect God to bless us in all of our decisions that we took without asking Him. And the tragedy of that is that you may not realize, you may not know because no one ever told you that living independently of God when you are Christian is a sin. So you continue in that decision, in that choice, and you may have even spent many years trying to do that project or that item that in the first place you never asked God about it. And if you keep doing it, and it's not going well for you, and there are many obstacles. Now look, I'm not talking about obstacles that we face in the projects that are sanctioned by God because these obstacles are natural for us to overcome and to grow and to expand and in those situations you will see the supernatural provision and the miracles of God to help you to overcome these obstacles and in those situations where it's approved by God, you will see progress and you will see expansion and you will see promotion. But when you keep doing something, even something that you think is logically good, but you have never asked God about it in the beginning, and you keep failing and it doesn't work out, and you have spent a lot of energy and it still doesn't work out, the rate of the progress is not exponential. You don't get blessed easily with abundance. You keep facing setbacks. Each victory is very hard for you to earn. You have to ask yourself, Is this what God wants me to do? Am I in the right sphere? Am I in the right location? Am I fighting for the right land? What I'm telling you is that before you get yourself aligned with God, you need to understand, am I aligned to the right things of God? Is this what God wants me to do? Is this occupation, this business, this project, this girlfriend, this boyfriend, what God wants for me? or what I want for myself, and I just expect God to bless me. And for many of us who have spent a lot of time, effort, resources, and energy investing in what may be not the best choices for us, I know it's very painful to give up. I know that. But I want to tell you, if you are fully committed to God, 
and 100% for God, God in His love for you will not let you endure second best, third best, fourth best. At some point, when you discern the patterns of failure, you need to take a pause and ask God. If you realize that you had never consulted Him when you first started this project, this relationship, this business or this career, you need to repent and ask God, What now and how do I go from now? What are the next steps for me? The world, the season where we are in, is right now in a season of much shaking. Much shaking in the Christian and the non-Christian world. I will not be surprised if some of you are shaken from the things that you were formerly familiar with. And I want to record this podcast to tell you that if you were in that situation where you were plucked out, from the things that you thought is the right things for you and you're devastated. I want you to take a pause and in your pain and in your confusion to take a pause and look to God and ask God, God, is this the thing that you want me to be invested in for the next 10 years for my future? I want to tell you that there is a courage to persevere and there is a courage to give up when you know that certain things or certain projects or certain investments are not God's best for you. And I want to let you know that God knows how you're feeling. I want to let you know that He knows the fear and the unsettling and the confusion and feeling lost and the regret at the wasted years or the wasted people connections. But I want to tell you that in God's plans, nothing is ever wasted. Even the hardships and the lost opportunities and the wrong detours that you took, nothing is ever wasted with God because he has a miraculous way to make them even your strength, your experience, your learning, your wisdom, and your overcoming. And I want to let you know that when you have the courage to give up certain things for God, he has the best plans for you. He knows the best plans for you. When you let your dreams die for him, he has already planned a better future for you. And I want to tell you that the plans and the thoughts of our God is so good and so customized to you. He knows and He takes into consideration and account your personality, your strengths and your weaknesses, your time, your season, even your family members and those around you as to give you the best plan that works for you, that works for your family. I want to let you know that when God says no to something, 
It means that he is making way and making space in your life for a yes that is much more glorious and bigger and better for you. Proverbs nineteen twenty one says, "Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails." Matthew six thirty three says, "Seek ye first God's kingdom." And his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Psalms thirty-two verse eight says, "God will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. God will counsel you with His loving eye upon you." Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, today I want to impart to you the courage of giving up. And we give up some things for God, to gain a better alignment with God and a more prosperous, and abundant, and powerful spiritually led destiny in our future. For all of you out there who give up things for God, whether by choice, whether by force, I want to let you know that. Fret not, because I know that if you get back into alignment with God, and you keep staying with Him, and walking closely with Him, He will lead you into something bigger and better for you and your destiny. And I want you to make up your minds. That you will not live your life independently of God anymore. That you will not go into detours and wild goose chases, but this time you are going to ask God. You're going to ask God first. You're going to consult Him. You're going to wait upon Him. You're going to trust in His divine leading, knowledge, and wisdom. An opening of good doors for you, to lead you into the places and the positions and the influence that He wants you to have. You are blessed in the name of Jesus. You have hope and you have life. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Goodbye, listeners, and we see you for the next episodes. We're going to ramp up. We are in an exciting season for God, and the power of God is coming down so strong, and God is so proactive right now. Be blessed as you go. Bye.